Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Uh, it's, 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 it's another game to go out and win and play my best. You know, I, uh, you know, every opportunity I'm gonna go out and get my best, and and I know my best is good enough now for me playing and me going out there and actually getting the reps. And getting opportunities to play, you know, I know it's, it's, it's my best is good enough to play at a high level in this league, and and, I, and, I, and I'm standing on that, and and I, and I believe that. So, um, you know, it's, it's not too much anybody can say about me that's going to bother me anymore. And I still see the comments, I still see the articles, um, and you know, so I just, you know, I go out and give my best every day. That is Laquan Treadwell who has had himself a really nice year. It's yeah. a nice story. I mean, from a guy who Minnesota Vikings didn't want, Atlanta Falcons, I think he was with, didn't want. Jags actually, I think, cut him and then came back. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, you know, when you have these kind of years, you end up with perhaps the fifth wide receiver or sixth wide receiver catching a lot of passes and, while the offense is terrible and it's still an indictment on the offense, you get a story like Laquan Treadwell, which is pretty cool. Good for him. I mean, he, he's had five-plus catches, I think, in six straight games. There's only two other receivers that have done that. And it's not... In Jaguar, or in, no, in, in the NFL. Cooper year? Cup and... No, no, no like this year. This okay. year. Okay. <laughs> but he's in, like, the conversation... Right, I mean, he's really not in the conversation with Cooper Cup because if you look at total yards and total catches, it's, it's like Treadwell in all fairness, has had like 54 yards and 58 yards. And I think the other day he had like a 90-plus yard game. But, yeah. you know, Cooper Cup's got 180 yards and 160 yards. and yards. Two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Yeah. But it is kind of crazy that he's in, with the way this offense is played, and of all people, yeah. like, he's now put together some consistency. Now, in my opinion, he still drops passes, and he's had some bad moments too. Mm-hmm. But what I did say about Laquan Treadwell is he's like, he is open. Mm-hmm. He's the one guy that appears to be open. From the schematic standpoint or just from a running route standpoint, I think that's why he's getting the football because he's open more than others. No, for sure. I mean, who's ever, whoever's going to be open is getting the ball right now. And especially if you're playing from behind, you're getting a lot of targets. So, yeah, I think Treadwell's definitely capitalizing on that and, and good for him. You know, the guy's, guy came out highly touted, couldn't put it all together. Seems like he's kind of found his niche here in Jacksonville, at least for now. Yeah, he, if you get a chance to go listen to his news conference, it, it wasn't a very tweetable news conference. Mm. It, it was kind of longer-winded, um, and so it would have got lost on Twitter, in my opinion. But if you go listen, he kind of, you know, Trevor talked about that he has a relationship with Treadwell. Uh, their wives get along well together and, you know, whatever. There, there's a little bit more than just a, hey, quarterback to receiver relationship sure and so he talked about trevor in the sense that it doesn't always go well when you're highly touted and coming out of mm-hmm. college and treadwell is a good example of that right i mean he came out as a highly touted receiver and really it didn't go well for him yeah uh and so the context of all that i thought was very interesting and it just shows you these guys especially the ones that have been around for a while they they really can compartmentalize and kind of get themselves better i also left listening to him thinking Jags are really fortunate they've had a pretty good locker room this year. They got a guy like Treadwell. They got, I mean, obviously Trevor's handed himself fine, but even Shaq Griffins and Josh Allens who can kind of keep things in perspective mm. rather than just go, you know, yeah. fly off. You, you know, you take the 2017 locker room and this stuff's happening in there. Yeah. Uh, you got a chance for that thing to explode, right? Sure. I think everybody would say. 
I always say, could it get any worse? I mean, I guess if you didn't have some of the guys in the locker room that they do have, maybe it could be worse in here in Jacksonville. To yeah. be honest with you, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, doesn't like, feel it, but it well, might, maybe. it's hard to because we're not privileged to go in the locker room, yeah. so it's kind of hard to tell exactly what that locker room's like. I mean, we haven't heard anything, so one would assume that you know it's okay and and it's being monitored, it's being regulated, which is what you want to see. But um, it, it is hard to get a, a complete feel for it. Yeah, I, I think. Listen, I, I know I've asked around a little bit, and I don't feel like now you can. I'm not saying nobody's been mad or there's not frustrations, or mm-hmm. but I don't feel like there's been like this boiling point of things being thrown in the locker room and fights and all this sure. stuff, you know. And uh, you've been in locker rooms. I think that can happen uh, over time, especially in a season like this. With I, almost to the point where I think because of the way Urban set it up and the way it played out mm-hmm. that it became one of those you know you know how some coaches coach where they almost want to antagonize the team to the point where they want the team to galvanize and if it, they're all against the coach it's okay yeah, there's yeah, like a you, philosophy well, you, about you're that trying to challenge them yeah yeah well i don't think urban set out to do that but i think that's kind of what happened mm. i think that it almost was like hey we're all we got yeah. we're in this together we can only complain together so much we're not going to the coaches well <laughs> Like we're, and, and by the way, I say this more in urban in his staff. I'm not saying individually yeah. from coaching position to position. I just think the way urban set this up is that these guys probably in the locker room from a player perspective said it's like, all right, we're all we got. But yeah, but th- this happens to any team that's only won two games the entire season. Like regardless of how close you are with your coaching staff, if you're only on two wins and, you know, it's halfway through the season, you're almost done with the season – yeah, there's still the camaraderie of the team. By the team, I mean everyone that works for the team, the coaches and everything. But then there's also, like, there's that. There's another layer to it that says, okay, there's the team, but then there's just us, where it's us against the world because, well, we're players. They're booing at us. We're, we're taking all the brunt of it. Yeah. So we kind of, you know, band together as players only. Yeah. Treadwell has a little bit of that in him, by the way. He yeah. started this news conference today with, like, yeah, I read what everybody says. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, sorry, man. Yeah? <laughs> oh, listen, I know this. And, and I don't mean this with disrespect to him. I mean this as a, if you want to be a really good football team, I think it's been proven out. Laquan Treadwell can't be your best receiver. No, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. he, he really shouldn't be in your top three receivers if he's your best guy. Well, he's the best one because he had the opportunity because of the injuries Absolutely. and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. And so my, my point being, like, going forward, mm-hmm. if Laquan Treadwell should be given an opportunity either to make this team or another team, he's made himself some money this year, yeah. I would think, and, and given himself more chances to be around. But he also really can't be your number two, three guy on your team if you expect to be a very good offense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's shown us that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I just don't. I, I think that's what this organization has to be careful of. It's like, hey, Dredd will play really well. Okay, great. Uh, he's going to be our number two guy. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We got to revamp the position. Mm-hmm. All right, got to revamp the wide receiver position uh, for sure. Hey, let's get Steven on the line. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, welcome in here on a Wednesday, Steven. What's happening? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Doing good, Stephen, man. How you doing today? Oh, long day at work. Long day at work. Uh, my main question is uh, for Austin, because uh, you were talking about Aiden Hutchinson this, uh, earlier on, and uh, me and my buddies were having a discussion about this uh, the other day, actually. Uh, everybody's questioning. Mind you, yes, he had the bad game. He got pancaked a lot, uh, chipped and everything, and they just peened well for him. But a lot of people are at, uh, have been telling me, um, why would you draft him, like, number one overall with only one good uh, season under his belt? And 
this is where my question comes into you. Nobody yeah. realized that when he got, when he first started his career in Michigan, he was actually a defensive tackle because they were running a 4-3 defense. Mm. He lost 20 pounds with the new uh, scheme, I guess they got the new coach, what, last year when he opted out, mm-hmm. I believe, or this year? And he lost the 20 pounds and became an edge rusher, and I think he found his uh, his niche at you know being an outside linebacker instead of hand in the dirt. But it does also add that versatility to where he can play with his hand in the dirt yeah. as well. And I wanted to get your opinion on that. No, for sure. It's a great question. Okay, so check this out. You know, it, when you talk about a guy like J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt came up playing, you know, as a defensive tackle in college, moved around a little bit with a defensive end as well, but primary defensive tackle. In the league, Watt was so versatile, keep in mind, a guy that came from playing the tight end position at uh, Central Michigan with Antonio Brown, by the way, their teammates, in case you didn't know that. But, you know, it's versatility. The more you can do, the better. I think with Aiden Hutchinson, where you want to say, okay, is, is this guy taking him to the number one overall pick? Well, yeah, there's things that you like and there's things that maybe – you know, there's a couple red flags. Now, the red flag mainly is what you saw the last game, where he got pancaked, where they kind of went after him, and, you know, he showed some weak spots. But what I like about Aiden Hutchinson, the guy had 14 sacks, okay? Like, that that number right there, you can't hide from. The, the proof is in the pudding with that. You know, I think if you take a guy like Mark, I'm sorry, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons right now, double-digit sacks, going to be defensive player of the year. Go back to his college numbers. He was a linebacker. We didn't know he was going to be that much of a sack artist, but you took a chance on him because of athleticism, because of he's a freak of nature on a 4-3 or whatever he ran. With Aiden Hutchinson, you kind of know what you're getting with him. You know, like to me, he reminds me of like a, a guy like Max Crosby out of Las Vegas. Now, Las Vegas and Max Crosby, he was taken, what, I think, in the third or fourth round, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a third. He might have been a fourth-round guy. Fourth-round guy. Okay. So that doesn't bode well, but I'm saying in terms of productivity, in terms of leadership, in terms of, you know, an elite edge rusher, I think Crosby fits that mold. I think Hutchinson can fit that mold. So, no, one year is not going to turn me off and saying, well, he only played one year. He had 14 sacks in that one year. So that does say something. So I think, you know, in terms of the red flags versus the, you know, the last game that he played in versus his body of work and changing from defensive tackle, defensive end, I like a lot more of the good than I do of just that one red flag that we saw his last game. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate the call. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Phone line's always open, by the way, 904-362-9901. What do you guys make of this story with uh, the reporter out of Chicago that can't stand Aaron Rodgers and won't vote for him for the MVP because he doesn't like him, even though he's got 39 touchdowns and four picks or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, today, Aaron Rodgers basically said the guy's a bum. Yeah. That's what, that was his response. Yeah. Uh, and he said, if, if he's, he says, uh, I'm not vaccinated, he said, so why don't you just make it the most most vaccinated award? <laughs> no, Instead, I mean... Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody defending the reporter on this. It, it is ridiculous. Well, and, I think the reporter should lose his, the, whatever you call it, the credential then to vote. Yeah. Because that's not, I mean, what, you're going to vote because you don't like the guy? No, it's the, the award is the most valuable player. Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player. N- enough said. It's not the most... Second most. Uh, sorry, to Sam Darnold? Or who are we talking about? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Jonathan Taylor, I got you. Okay, sorry. I Sam Darnold, though, close third. <laughs> okay, I got you. Let's go back to Sam Darnold talk again. At the end of the day, with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he may not be the most liked guy, but it's the, it's the most valuable player, not the most valuable liked person on the team. 
So take away the, 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 the ability to vote then. Yeah, listen, this has happened before in baseball as well, like where baseball uh, writers, Hall of Fame voters, yeah. don't vote because they don't want 100% of the vote. Mm-hmm. And so they won't vote for a guy. Yeah. Like, was Jeter was recently like that? It was that, Jeter, yeah. Right? Uh, was Mariano Rivera, did he get the 100%? Yes. I think Jeter, it became such a big story with Jeter. that fi- I think, did Mariano go in after Jeter? I don't remember. No, Mariano went in first. Oh, okay. So then it wasn't the Jeter. It is, it's been a story for a long time in Major League Baseball. It would have been back-to-back hundreds, though. Okay, I see. That's right. Uh, but, you know... Maybe, uh, I don't know who it was most recently, but it's always been a story in Major League Baseball. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not voting for the guy because I don't think anybody deserves 100% of the votes. Like, what the hell kind of reasoning is that? Then you shouldn't vote, yeah. right? That's a stupid reason. Did he get, should he be in the hall or not? That's yeah. what your job is to do. And so I agree with you. I mean, I think if you're going to vote for MVP, then, and, and now this is out there. I mean, you, you should not be, first of all, part of the story if you're a voter. For the MVP or for the Hall of Fame. Like, I just don't think you should make yourself part of the story. Correct. Uh, and and this guy made himself part of the story, so I don't disagree. On a bigger question, I said this to you guys in the break. I watch Aaron Rodgers very interesting to me right now. And and really, take a, you can take away the vaccination stuff. I, I'm, I don't pay attention to that. that. That gets very muddy in the political realm and everything else. And I try to avoid those conversations. And really, I don't have time to even listen to it (laughs) and I know it's been a big thing and it's been a part of his 2021 but when he's coming on the Manning cast the other day like I wasn't interested in listening to Aaron Rodgers because of the vaccination stuff I was interested because he's kind of a no holds barred guy right now Mm -hmm. like he'll say anything Mm -hmm. Uh, so much so even on the in the fourth quarter with Manning he was he was poking some fun at LaFleur I thought he gave some tremendous insight on how LaFleur you know, he basically admitted, which which was a story in Green Bay in the past, that LaFleur wanted to run a scheme. And I'm like, hey, man, I've been doing this for 14 years. I got some wisdom here. You might want to give me some freedom. Yeah. And he said stuff like that, right? Uh, and I just now, I found myself saying, I want to hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like this huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I avoid the vaccination part of the conversation. Yet I find myself wanting to hear what Aaron Rodgers is going to say because I feel like he's going to, Kind of just say it how it is, and he doesn't give a damn. No, without and, a doubt. And, and I that's think there's something rare. to be said for that as yeah. a, like, at least as a viewer or a listener or whatever. I like that. Aaron Rodgers is to the point of his career where he is speaking wholeheartedly, candidly, 100% of how he thinks and feels. Very rarely, if you're a quarterback in this league, do you get to do that. Baker Mayfield, I think, has done that in the past, and it's come back to bite him. Um I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks, like maybe Johnny Menzel, but like it, it's, it's just it's so rare. Field, right? Yeah, it's so rare though because it's it's a double standard. If you're a quarterback, you got to say this. Like we celebrate Trevor Lawrence's press conferences. You know why? Because well, he has good answers. Because well, you're the quarterback right now. The things that Trevor Lawrence says, does he believe him 100? percent Well, no. I'm sure they're the sugar coated because you got to come across a certain way. You have a brand to protect. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you got the State Farm commercials, which I think are fantastic, by the way. You got a lot of things going on, but you you can be yourself now because your play on the field dictates that, and also where you sit with this organization right now, where they kind of know what's up, where you can leave at any second. <laughs> I know it. So you kind of have a new lease on life. Yeah. So I agree. I mean, it's he he has like 
it's like Lethal Weapon 3 or 4 or whatever when the guy had a di- diplomatic immunity. You couldn't touch him? <laughs> yeah. That's what Aaron Rodgers has <laughs> right now. Was that and, the second one? I can't remember. I, I haven't seen but, those in but I think it was the second one. No, the second but, one. But by the way, but Brady has that too when he went to Tampa, to your point. Yeah. Right? But here's where I come from. Like, I just tweeted this out. I said, is Rodgers as unique a QB from a personality standpoint since maybe a guy like Joe Namath? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that, and why that's a little probably people are like, what the hell are you talking about, Brent? And here's what I kind of mean by it. Peyton Manning was funny in commercials and all this stuff. But when he was playing football and when yeah. he was behind a microphone, when he was at a Wednesday news conference, he wasn't a comedian or going into deep thought or he was just giving answers and, and playing football. And then, okay, it's time to go to work. Sure. As funny as he was off the field and in commercials, especially toward the latter end of his career, mm-hmm. when it was football, it was football. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on with Pat McAfee. He's joining the Mannings on a Monday. I mean, he's drinking whatever he was drinking that night. You know, he's 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 open book. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an open book. And and Brady has opened up more, but that's relative for to not saying anything for 18 years. Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson, as good as he is, he doesn't open up like this. Um, if you go back and think about, like, Favre, we brought up Favre. I think there was probably a time or two, but I don't think he actually, like, I don't think you knew all the stuff you know about Favre now, then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now you know kind of politically where he stands. Yeah, but the dude went through a lot. When Favre played, he did go through a lot. He did. Yeah. Yeah, you knew a little bit of the personal struggle. I'm not saying he never gave you a good comparable. I think Minshew's a guy who, I mean, listen, this (laughs) For, for what he, I mean, and I get the talent on the field, but we'll see. But in terms of how he's perceived, how you're kind of hanging out every single soundbite that he says, whether That's it's on the Dan Patrick show or, you know, it's just in the local media. Like, I think Mitch is a guy that people are infatuated with. That's, a, that's an interesting call. I, I thought about, I always said this about Minshew, though. Minshew has this personality, and when he would get in the offseason, these other things, he'd give you this, like, zinger of a soundbite or mm-hmm. he'd say something funny or do something funny, and it was kind of just like this this personality that existed yet i feel like on a wednesday news conference or after a game news conference he was very quarterbacky he was yeah. very pc he wasn't giving you a zinger every news conference or something like deep in thought to well, think about you I, know think, what I, mean? I think if he was winning he was if he was losing then yeah, he maybe. wasn't which yeah. i mean i think aaron Rodgers is the same way like yeah. if you, you've been winning a lot this season so it's easy to act the way you're acting That's true. and by the way rogers i'm not telling you that rogers is giving you something he's like hilarious yeah. he's like uh, always funny i'm telling you he's usually he just, you know it's kind of authentic mm-hmm. because he doesn't give a damn mm-hmm. what he says. Some players are like that. Who'd you bring up? The, oh, you said Marshawn Lynch. But he did it kind of different because he didn't say anything, right, Casey? Yeah. Right. I was just going to say Joe Burrow is very good. He's going to be the same way. You think, yeah. You if think you smoking to, cigars in the locker yeah, room Yeah, like stuff? he just, the little swag that he got from LSU, like he's carried that over, and I think that's going to, as he gets better, I think he's going to become more Aaron Rodgers-esque. That'd Maybe not trashing the organization publicly, but, like, <laughs> you saw what happened uh, with the Baltimore defensive coordinator said something. That's true. That's a good point. And then he, he, he tr- a good point. torched him and went right back at yeah, him. Yeah, not so. many quarterbacks would say what he said there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good point. I like that. That's what, But if you go over time, I go back in some of the great quarterbacks you think of, the John Elways of the world. I don't remember that. You know, it's a different day and age. Social yeah. media is part of it. Uh, branding is bigger part of it than ever. The power of the player is more than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I, I think I, I wasn't around to cover Joe Namath. Like, I didn't li- – but it reminds – Namath wearing the coat to Namath yeah. guaranteeing to Namath uh, smoking a cigarette to Namath whatever kind of felt like – I feel like uh, he would fit in today's world. Sure, no, absolutely. <laughs> right? He'd be something. Um, 
And and I feel like Rodgers has a little bit of that. That's what he reminds me of more than, again, Joe Montana wasn't this way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dan yeah. Marino, as much of a gunslinger as he was, wasn't this way from a personality standpoint. It's just a different world. And I think it's kind of refreshing, although you don't have to agree with everything he says. Mm-hmm. He's now become so polarizing yeah. because he's out there a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is dangerous as a player too i guess well i mean it comes it comes with a lot you know i mean it, it'll it'll come with a lot more weight depending on what you say and if you can't back it up on the field anymore think about aaron Rodgers, probably mvp so you can say whatever you want to say because no one's going to tell you anything different sorry to sam darnold yeah i think uh, you know casey just tweeted this and i think he says it in probably a better way than i was trying to say it like do you care what aaron Rodgers has to say and i'm going to be honest with you guys i thought about this when I heard he was coming on the Manning cast, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg was on there. Who else was on there? Goodell. 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 I couldn't wait till Aaron Rodgers came on. Hmm. And part of that's the environment, right? You got you, The one good thing about the Manning cast is you learn a little bit about the game through those guys. Yep. From Eli and Peyton, and, and then you have another good quarterback. I think, I um, can't remember who else came on there quarterback-wise that I was like, man, Ste- oh, I feel Stafford, like I'm being educated Allen, a little bit. Brady. Yeah, Josh Allen. Brady. Brady, Brady. Brady was the greatest one, really. Yeah. Uh, that you, were lear- you thought you were learning stuff. Breeze was good, too. Breeze, Breeze was, was good. Yep. And so that's probably why I was looking forward to Aaron Rodgers coming on more. But I was also like, all right, what's Aaron Rodgers going to do here where he's like, like, I don't really give it. Like, I, I thought Aaron Rodgers might well, the way, like uh, he might swear or something because well, he just doesn't care. Well, no, the biggest thing that came from that the whole th- was segment the was was the Atlas Shrugged. I know, which I, I I'm pretty sure the, well, he was joking, but people didn't take it as that. I know, I saw that because yeah. he said he had a bunch of French uh, poems yes. and Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, so I don't know. And I think he was just busting people's chops. Correct. Right. Yes. But that's the point he's at. He doesn't care. No, without a doubt. He just doesn't care. I, I'm curious to see if the if the Manning curse is real or not. Like, there are some people that don't care because they're a little wild. Like, you can wonder if Antonio Brown doesn't care what he does because he's a little not all there. Mm -hmm. Dennis Rodman, like, those kind of guys. Like, we kind of put our arms around people like that because what what are they going to do next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do this, but kind of like in a sane type of way. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) At least that's my perception of it. No, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Uh, All right. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 69. One thing's for sure. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Yes. Uh, Whether you like him or not. Sorry, Tom. Probably. He is unbelievable at that quarterback position. Missed it by that much. We'll be back on ESPN 69. Yeah, I mean, every every loss is definitely disappointing. Um, like I said, uh, after, I don't even remember exactly what I said after the game, but when you, you know, when the deficit's that large and you lose by that many points, like obviously that's a, that's a bad feeling. Uh, you don't want to feel that way. And um, had a couple games like that this year, and it's not a good feeling on that plane ride back. So I'm um, just looking forward, and like I said, you got to have short memory though in this league, and um, just as an individual and as a team. So you got to be able to move on and flip the page pretty quickly. That is Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, saying all the right things. And he finished off this rookie season with a good performance on Sunday in Jacksonville. We will soon find out. I was said this on Twitter last night. My kid might ask me, what's the single most rushing yards in a game? Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Where was his mind at? Come on, man. <laughs> 266 is needed for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, and Good I was kid. like, Ty, I know you think the Jags are bad. 
Mm-hmm. But 266 is a lot of yards. Like, highly Joe, impossible. Joe Collin will go out there himself if he has to yeah. stop that. <laughs> That's a good point. He will, he will put on pads himself. It's, he's not getting 266. What? I didn't see him out there when the freaking Jets were running on him. Yeah, it one guy, though. It was Zach Wilson. You know? Tevin Coleman I mean, as well. Zach, in fairness, Michael Carter. Zach Wilson did run for like 96 of the yards there. Yeah. Okay, let's be honest here. Mm. If the Colts decided they're going to hand it to Jonathan Taylor every play, he's getting 266. No, he's not. No, he's not. I'm going Madden engage eight goal line formation if that happens, Casey. All right. I, I don't know. believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who has the single game record for rushing yards? Because now we started looking this up. Is it recent or not? Uh, yeah, you probably played against him. It's not Chris Johnson. Nope. <sighs> Single Sean Alexander? No, boy, that's, now that's a good guess there. Yeah. That's like an out-of-left field kind of guess. Yeah. Um, single, I mean, I feel like it's obvious, too. You're in the same breath right there. I mean, even better than those guys, really. It's not Eddie. No. Um, not Barry. No. I didn't play against Barry Sander. I don't know. Case, you got anybody? What was the question? Maybe the be- <laughs> maybe who people would argue is the best running back of this generation. Well, Jonathan Taylor hasn't done it yet. Derek, I mean, Derek, of this generation? Well, I mean, like, I would say of a generation like the last 15 years. Okay. And Derek Henry, it's not it. Although yeah. Derek has run for 238 and 250, I think. In yeah. A game. Edron James. No, nah, I'd probably be a little bit before what I was thinking. But, uh, all right, fine. I'll tell you, Adrian Two ninety six. Wait, with the Vikings? Or it would have been, I think, with the Vikings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, 296. Huh. 296, that dude had, huh? So then it got me, t- so I was telling Ty the story of Timmy Smith back in the Super Bowl, ran for 204 yards. And I said to Ty, I was like, Ty, I don't know if Timmy Smith ran for 200 yards in his career. That's how <laughs> unique it was. <laughs> Well, we looked it up. He actually had run for 602 yards regular season in his career. Wow. He ran for 204 that Super Bowl. And actually, that playoff time, he ran for 342. Yeah. So in the postseason, he ran for more than half the yards he had run for in his entire career. It's insane, man. And if you add the two together, they don't even get to 1,000 yards. Is Adrian Peterson going to the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. First ballot? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Let's the ballot go. just keeps getting delayed, but yeah. Okay. I mean. Let's go around the NFL. I know we're a day late on this, but what you got, Casey? That's not something you can just throw to. I got to pull up a document. <laughs> I mean, uh, what in the world? I mean, you, know, you want me to get it started? I mean, hey. I, is it, be yeah, honest. Is this the first time you've opened the rundown in the last week? No. I open it all the time, but Adrian Peterson, yesterday we were on a roll. Adrian Peterson's fifth all-time in rushing yards, yeah. Uh, fourth all-time in, in touchdowns. So, yeah, he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. No, I, I don't think there's a question. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I, I, it's lost on me sometimes is how good Adrian Peterson really was. I mean, I get it. He's one of the best, but sometimes, you know, you just gloss over it, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think the way people respond when asked, like, in his, in his prime, when you ask defenders about Adrian Peterson... Yeah, and and fellow running backs about Adrian Peterson, they were in awe. Yeah, of him. Like yeah. his pro- the problem to me, the problem with Adrian Peterson right now is he's hung on, he hang hung on for too long. Yeah, and so now he's like this that, guy that you signed point. to two week deals and stuff, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yep. and he's like a shell of himself, a, yep. an actual shell of who he was in his prime, 
Um, and, and by the way, if he wants to keep playing, that's fine. But like, I think now people are like, in most recent years, Frank Gore was a better later year running back than Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, I think you can make the case he was more effective. In terms of fantasy points, I'm not sure, Brent. But yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, Adrian Peterson all time. You but know, I think if you take the sample size, all like, time in touchdowns. If you take that window when he was at his best, yeah. I think a lot. And I'm not saying I would, but I think a lot of people would put him up in the top, like three, four, of all time backs. Okay. In that window, Adrian like Peterson. at their best, give me the best backs. In oh, NFL history, I don't know if I could put him top three or top four. Because I, I think I would, some people would. I, I don't know if I would. T- I'd probably take LT over him, but Danny Tomlinson. Really? Just from? I, I mean, just I don't from think many the pe- people would. Okay. Well, Danny Tomlinson's second all-time in touchdowns, so a little respect for him. Uh, maybe some would. I, I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't feel that. I don't. I feel just that felt like would. LT was the. I mean, okay. They're very comparable in terms of like, oh, not comparable in terms of size and everything, but I'm just saying like Danny Tomlinson, his ability out of the backfield as a receiver too. Like, at that time, I remember being a kid, like, that was kind of unheard of. Yeah. Now, Adrian Peterson can do that as well, but not, like, no, yeah, not I mean, like listen, Thomas. Tomlinson and Marshall Falk kind of in a different yeah. group in terms of that. I think Edger and James actually had a lot of that in them, too. Yeah. Uh, but, again, like, I don't even think Edger and James, like, I think people would say, yeah, Edger and James was a very good player, but he wasn't anything close to Adrian Peterson when Adrian Peterson was in his prime running the football. No, sure. I don't think. But I would still probably, I mean, I would take Emmett Smith. I would take Walter Payton. Absolutely. You know, I would take Campbell. I would take those. There's guys like Dickerson. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, it's a long list. But I'm telling you, I think he's thought of that highly. I, I, in, I, I, in, yeah. In, like, peer, at least, group. Sure. Um, I might be wrong. All right, what you got? You want to do a little around the NFL? Yeah, we only Did got one topic because a lot of them don't really matter anymore. We already know Burrow's sitting. Uh, we already know who's going to be the MVP. Um, I don't care about the Rams anymore. But what I do care about is the Chargers and the Raiders must win for both of them. Who wins and why? Mm. That's a really good question. Uh, I wavered on this one. Mm -hmm. I still don't know if I don't trust either organization to win a big game. And that's my problem. Right? So I'm not going with somebody like, oh, they're winning because of this and they're winning because of that. I think both organizations over the years when they've needed to win have shown the inability to do so. I think that's a little bit why they're in this situation. Sure. I mean, take the Chargers, for instance. They lost to Houston. They got thumped by Houston recently. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, the Raiders are back on board and, and playing pretty good football. Um, that was an impressive win last week. So I actually, in a weird way, lean toward the Raiders with all they've been through. And a little bit of, like, they, I feel like maybe there isn't a player in the NFL that has turned around the prospects of his career more than Derek Carr. <laughs> And I think they've rallied behind that. I think there's a confidence in Derek Carr. Not to say there isn't in, in, in uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah. But I think there's so much confidence right now in Derek Carr, even in big spots to get it done. I kind of lean toward the Raiders to get this thing done. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm taking the more talented team, I think. They are more talented. Yeah. Go and get, I mean, I get it. It's at Las Vegas, too, I believe. So, you know, advantage Raiders there. But... Uh, I, I'm taking the, the Chargers. Casey. Chargers. Wait, we should say this maybe until Friday, depending on you know, what the spread is. Is it a close game? It's got to be a close game, right? It's close. I'll yeah. have to go look. Just said it for Friday. I know where Casey's leaning. Maybe Chargers. I pivot. There's still a point maybe spread. Maybe I pivot. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
but I mean, it can't be too crazy if if it's Chargers. Yeah. Raiders well, if he thinks the Chargers are going to win up, they're they're underdogs. I guess you know where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet the Chargers are the favorite, right? I guess I guess we took the odds of this game. By the way, you had a question on there about Burrow. You can still ask the question in hindsight. Like, is it the right move to sit him? Is it the right move to sit him? I would say yes. I saw him take two hits yet last week, and obviously he's banged up on the knee. Yeah. And he's in a big-time groove right now. But I would I, – I can't argue against sitting because what I can do that Sunday afternoon when they get hurt is say, why the hell did you play him? Sure. And so I have a hard time arguing against sitting – some of your players, or especially your quarterback, and especially one that's banged up a little bit. I think it makes some sense in the Cincinnati situation. And you're playing a team and, that hates you. And by the way, Mixon is yeah. going to be out, Yes, I think, right, because of COVID? He is out. They're he's both, out. They're both well, out. Especially if he's still banged up, then yeah, I have no problem with sitting him because he's not 100%. Right. You know? I'm seeing like two and a half here. I'm seeing plus two and a half for the Raiders. Wow, so they are underdogs at but, home. Yeah. Two and a half? It's a tricky line. Two and a half, man. Two and a half is a tricky line, isn't it? Chargers big. Chargers big. Big. I'm kind of leaning that way, too. Or am I? Yeah, it doesn't matter the way you're leaning. That's what's going to happen. I'll see it Friday. Hey, Hey, by the way, the picks only go through regular season, right? So this is it. Oh, no. We we, we got playoff picks. Why wouldn't we have playoff picks? Yeah, we got playoff picks. We're not supposed to pick the Super Bowl. Wait, no, no, no. Because last week you said there's only 12 picks left. Oh, yeah. I didn't say anything. Was there only 12 picks left? I don't know. I, was, I didn't. I, what do you usually I do? I don't remember. Well, they'll hey, I, don't, I don't remember either. Well, guess what we're doing next? What's that? Golf picks. Golf picks. They're back. Oh, they're, they're finally back? Yeah. You guys have a nice vacation. We're Thanks going for coming Hawaii. back. It's golf. Like, you need a vacation from We it. got a new butcher in town. We'll be back. <laughs> Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We got golf. Time to play some golf. It's about time. Well, I mean, they've been off for like three months. They did take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Kidding me? I mean, last time I saw people playing golf was Tiger and his son, Charlie. Yeah. And that wasn't like a, a real event. But right. how long do you need a break from golf? Like, you usually golf during your break. I mean, there's a couple things we didn't do picks for because they weren't official events. But yeah, there was okay. an event in December, then Tiger had his event, and then they played father-son, which JT played in, a lot of current guys. Okay. There's so always a place to play. on the golfers. I know. There's always nah, a place. Nah, we're okay. Let me tell you something. What do, what do you got, man? If, I, I guess, when I have kids, I guess, I'm pushing them into golf hard. Yeah? You know how much? You win one tournament, you're set for life. That's a good point. Big check, Once. too. You the money is checks. incredible. Yeah. In golf. You know, actually, I go back to, I was thinking that Timmy Smith story that I was telling you about. Mm. And so I was like, okay, so what athlete does that equate to? And the first name that popped in my mind was Ben Curtis. You know the name Ben Curtis? Yeah. You're too young? No, you know it? I do. Uh, you'd probably win. So Ben Curtis set. won the Open Championship okay. back in like, I think it was 2003. Okay. And he was like out of nowhere, man. It was like he was ranked 1400th in the world or something. And they start doing these stories. He's actually from Columbus, Ohio. Something like my type of he, pick. And he's doing the. <laughs> it's your kind of pick. And yep. I mean, and they, you know, they're doing all these stories on. on I, I think he grew up like in a pro shop and all this stuff, but like he just was an okay golfer. I mean, good, yeah, but yeah. like by their standards, an okay golfer, and then boom, just burst on the scene. So I was like, I think that might have been the only thing he won. I was wrong though. He was actually rookie of the year in 2003. He had one good year. It wasn't just the Open Championship. He won four times on tour, like uh, as a professional. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just on tour. It might have been European tour as well. But it was as a pro, he's got four wins, including that 
uh, the Open Championship a major. So that's how hard it is to find somebody like what Timmy Smith did. So when I saw your tweet, the first person I thought, who obviously this probably won't end up being this way, but Randy Rosarena, like if he just went away. Oh, yeah, that'd oh, be good. Randy, yeah. That'd yeah. be really good. That's a, that, But I don't think he's going away. No, right? he's, he's probably, no, he's not going to. Likely. I mean, he's likely not to go away, but that was the first person that I was like, yeah. he just, and just I, like, boom. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to think there's got to be somebody else that did uh, that. I, I bet baseball. there are. I bet there are. There are people like that, no doubt. Yeah, it's me. I was thinking Randy Rosarena, too. <laughs> Randy, no, yeah, Randy Rosarena, right? Yes, I said right. Yeah, we're good. But there are a lot of golfers that could fit that. You win one, like Charles yeah. Schwartzel won the Masters. Oh, yeah, Danny Willett won the Masters. And, and, oh, Danny Willett's a good one. But even those guys, to your point, those guys have now made. I bet they've made yeah. six, seven, eight million dollars in their career. Yeah. Uh, because if you play enough and you, you have a good stretch, mm-hmm. you really can make a ton of money. Which again, that's Tiger's influence, most of it. Um, I would say be careful at pushing your kids at golf a little bit, though, because there are a lot of them, man. It's hard in golf. Like, you think you're, like, if you tell me as a kid growing up or as even, like, somebody in my younger life uh, as an adult, and you're like, hey, man, yeah, he shoots, like, 66. It's like, dang, man, he's probably good enough to play on the tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. I mean, some place around here might be good enough to make your high school team. <laughs> <laughs> There's no CTE in golf, though. <laughs> no, it's safe. It's also, true. let's remember, too, Jed Cargill's taking on Ruby Soho tonight in <laughs> AEW for the TBS championship. So let's keep that in mind, too, as well, I had Tony Khan on for, like, 20 minutes when we talked AEW. I, that's what I heard. Right? Yeah, he called me professional. I listened back to it. Up. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, all right, the golf picks are back after a little bit of hiatus. Please give us the rundown of who's in the lead and who the real butcher is. <laughs> so the lead for the FedEx Cup points would be Brent. He got lucky uh, once and picked Roy McIlroy. Yeah. He would have 718. He has four outright wins because mm-hmm. I'm keeping track of that as well. As you said. Yeah, so then Austin would be second in the FedEx Cup points with 331.1. Yeah. However, he would lead the outright lead with five. Say wins. it again. He would re- lead the outright lead with five. You hearing that? Wow. You hearing that? Five outright That's wins. So who's, the, who, who's the butcher? Okay, anyway, sorry, Casey. And then I'm at the bottom bumming. I'm horrible. <laughs> bumming? So... <laughs> Which goes to show you the guy that pays attention to it the most. Yeah. Eh. That's how it works sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But it is what it is. Century Tournament Champions, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, really big fairways, lots of birdies. Uh, distance would be good. Putting also good. Uh, again, a lot of birdies. 16 out of the 18 holes are birdieable. So uh, you need someone who's going to make a lot of birdies. A lot of birdies. Good to know. Good to know. Who wants to start? I, I can. I'm picking Patrick Reed. Um, he, he hits a lot of fairways. He's a great putter. The distance doesn't really uh, help his case there because he doesn't hit it very far. But he played pretty horrible uh, in the fall, and he had, like, double pneumonia and COVID, so he's been going through some things. But he's played well oh. here. Uh, he lost a playoff that he probably should have won, I want to say, three years ago or two years ago maybe. So he's been good here, and I just need someone to do something decently. So I'll take Patrick Reed. So, truth be told, that was my second pick, Casey. Like, I was going to really? pick him, but then I, f- I found somebody else even better. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I'll go last. All right. So, check it out. This is the plan in Hawaii, correct? Your guy, Garrick Higo, is in this field. Who's Garrick? Did I, I picked him one time? Yeah, you, you did see, pick, I'm you did already past him. I don't know who that dude is. <laughs> How did Garrick Higo get in this field? All right, he so, won the Palmetto Championship. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's of right. course. You well picked it. I think you won like the week later. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it was. Got, yeah, I was on fire. What can I say? All right. So it's in Hawaii, right? When we think of Hawaii, we think of Americans that go to Hawaii. Uh, they stay there for vacation for a couple weeks. They come back and all of a sudden they think they're Hawaiian, right? They come back with like a, a puka shell necklace and they're like, you know, they, they start calling you, hey, what's up, brother? And all that stuff. Yeah. You're not Hawaiian, okay? Yeah. Just enjoy your vacation, <laughs> but don't come back and embrace the culture. All right? That's so funny because Patrick so, Reed is that guy. Well, no, that's, sure. that's what I was talking about, but guess what? Casey, he was that guy. But then as I'm scrolling, as I'm doing I'm the research, as I'm checking the film, there's one guy that stands out over everybody else. Go ahead and give me Joel Damon. Joel Damon? Yes. Joel, Joel Dahamon. Joel, Joel, Joel Damon. He Joel was, Damon. He wears the hat. Bucket hat, yeah. Oh, he wears a bucket hat? Bucket yeah. hat. I mean, I say no more. <laughs> That's a lock. <laughs> What are the odds of Joel Dahman to win this tournament? Very low. But here's the okay. thing. That's, <laughs> actually, it's 100 to 1. I mean, oh, put, put it down he's now. He's plus 5. Okay, so here's this is actually truth. He's plus 5,000 first-round leader, like if you're that. into that kind of thing. I like and that. I slammed it. I actually love Joel Damon at this course. Do you really? Yeah, he's in my he's in my DFS lineups and everything. <laughs> love Joel Damon here. I mean, when when you mix the butcher and you mix Casey's expertise, you can't go wrong with this. I love the fact that he's like opening. How much does he investigate this stuff? <laughs> yeah, he's like, opening round, he's plus whatever. Hey, I mean, and I slammed it. He says, "Just tell me information about this dude, Brett. Look at this dude right here." He knows who this dude is. Oh, no, I, yeah, I know. Listen, I know. I've seen Joe Damon. He's okay. a good player. He can be a good player. Does he still have his mustache? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. The holidays, we'll see if he can. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, man. I... I, you guys take such. I don't want to take like a high. Brent's getting pushed around already. Now. I was thinking Jordan Spieth is where I wanted to go, but plays well here. Yeah. All right. Let's go. That's where I said first. So I'll chalk. Go first. Right. He's not a right. chalk guy. Chalk, he can't probably. be a chalk bet. It comes the MJ drive for six, Brent. Justin Thomas is in the field. Here comes number he's got to be the favorite. Here comes out right uh, the win favorite's number six. Roms. Oh, be. Roms. Are, but yeah. Thomas is second, yeah. All right. I got Jordan speed. All right. Big year for Jordan 2022. All right. All right. Agreed. Maybe. You agree with that? Yeah. Well, he's All my right. favorite player, so. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, we got to try to get Jordan on just for you. Cool. That would be dude. something. That'd he's be a good cool. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's an easy guy to root for. Yeah. Does he just have a baby in the offseason? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Can we get Joel Dahman on to tomorrow before he wins the whole thing? <laughs> yes. Hey, if he's the first-round leader, I'll try to get him on. <laughs> we <laughs> might cash in, man. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll be back. Football at 5 coming up. I got questions. for A couple of things could be changing, including throw away the Wonderlick score. <sighs> I'm in shambles. And... A penalty for some of the questions you got Wyatt, asked at the combine. Oh, I saw that too. But why delete in history? The Wonderlick score means something. <laughs> we'll be I'm back. in those record books. <laughs> Football, Football at coming up on ESPN six. I knew you're, it's like over under three seconds before Tim Tebow's Tebow. name comes. When up. The Wonderlick score comes up. I'm talking Tim Tebow. We'll be back on ESPN six ninety.